Greetings, adventure. You're listening to the D20 Academy podcast. I'm Shiloh. And I'm Gabriel, and welcome to our very first episode of Game Forge, a series where we take an idea and turn it into a tabletop role-playing game in a single episode. Alright, we're really looking forward to this episode. It's going to be a fun one. Before we get into it, as always, follow us on Instagram at d20 underscore academy. You can message us there or comment on one of our posts to get into our Discord, where we talk about all sorts of nerdy stuff. You can get in contact with us, ask us questions, give us suggestions, things like that. It's a great place to be. Yeah. Get into there. But before we go, shout out some stuff to say. Uh-huh. But about our Discord, we've we've been getting into some interesting convos about our last episode about Mandalorian, which has been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so people who disagree with us, which we love, and we want to have those conversations. And I'm sure many of you will have your own uh, thoughts and opinions on this episode as well. So jump into the Discord. Let's have some conversations. It's a lot of fun. Um, hey guys, we also have a YouTube channel, just D20 Academy, and uh, all our podcast episodes and things are posted onto there, as well as our actual play series, which is on this podcast where we're listening to this as well. Uh, Friends Like These, it's set in the Star Wars universe, it uses Fantasy Flight Game Star Wars system. We have four, by the time you're hearing this, I believe four sessions out. Um, It's really a lot of fun, so go listen to that if you you haven't already. And also, on YouTube exclusively, uh, I'm releasing a series uh, teaching you how to play the Star Wars system, um, which a lot of people are finding helpful, and uh, so that's, that's really cool. So if you're interested in that, go ahead and check that out. All right, to start us off, I think we should probably go through some of the things we like about tabletop role-playing games that we have seen in other tabletop role-playing games, or just of the nature of tabletop role-playing games that we want to see culminate into one singular game that we had yeah. hypothetically Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of like conceptual things, like really big picture conceptual things that we need to figure out first. Uh, by the way, this is kind of a more subjective episode. Like, we're not trying to build the greatest role-playing game, we're trying to build the one that the two of us would like the most. Um, So keep that in mind. Um, For example, like, most likely, we're probably gonna lean more on, like, a more complex side. Like, more complex than 5th edition or whatever. But that doesn't mean that complexity is is better or whatever. Like, every game, every RPG, like, has its own place and its own audience and stuff, so. That's one thing to note. Uh, Also, like, yeah, big picture stuff we have to think about just off the top of my head I was thinking about this was like do we want to create a blanket system you know like Genesis or GURPS or whatever or like a that's something we definitely have to discuss you know like a genre specific system and stuff like that hmm. that's it that is the <laughs> extent of what I've my, my pre-thoughts about this this episode alright so I'm down for either. I think that there's merit to both. I, for this instance, I would lean towards more genre specific. I, I think I would agree with you there. Also helps us focus a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, uh, we might I'll, need. Yeah. Also, by the way, we're not like creating a whole RPG in this episode, and we're not so we're not gonna be diving into like nitty gritty rules and stuff. Just by the way. If, if you guys like this episode, let us know. Maybe we'll actually like do a series where we try to build it. But uh, for now, this is like much more We're doing years things. of R&D in one hour. Yeah, we're going to play. We're going to even get to the point. 40 minutes in, we'll have enough rules to play test. Uh, no. Um, that's not true. I mean, where do we even start? 
is the question. Because, first of all, like, we don't have any ideas. Because, like, I've never me thought and of Gabe, um, we're, we're creators by nature. We like to take things that we like and then create things. Um, like, oh, D&D's fun, like, but I want to create my own world. Or I actually want to create my own system. Um, we're those kind of people <laughs> who aren't just happy just consuming <laughs> the media we have to create as well. Um, and so we have tried creating RPGs before. Um, but usually that starts with, like, an idea we have. You know? Yeah, like we uh, read or watch or experience some sort of story or something that makes us inspired to be able to tell stories like that in a unique way and unique system. So like, oh, let's make something to fit that idea or make something to be able to play that out in a tabletop role-playing game setting. Like a singular like idea that inspires us. But here we're kind of yeah, just, like, like, jumping in. Yeah. For example, me and my friend were like, we love post-apocalyptic stories um, and stuff and zombies, because <laughs> who doesn't? And so like, we want to create an RPG system for that, because um, there's really not a lot of good ones out there, or the one ones that we want to play, like that we like. Um, and so like that was an idea that like we're building around. So like the system's built around those survival aspects and things like that. Um, yeah, whereas right now, like, we don't, we don't have, like, a singular piece of inspiration that we're trying to work off of. So I guess we start with, like, things we like and things we don't like. And, like, what we, what we want in a, a system and kind of work from there. Hmm. And then maybe, like, that will point us towards, like, a genre, maybe. Alright, alright. I can start since I have yeah. a semi-list of things. Alright, so... I put together a list of things that I'd like to carry over from different role-playing games if I was to make one of my own, which I'd started to make some progress on, but never really did anything with it, because I leave projects all the time. Alright, so, some important things is, obviously, dice system. That's an important thing. How do you add that randomness to decide if something succeeds or fails. I'm personally yeah, a big fan of a D20 system. I just like D20s. They're pretty. <laughs> it's like mathematically it has a lot of variance, which is weird at times. I'm just a fan of it and like the fan of like the feel of D20s. Even though yeah. Okay, I, I, I have things to note on dice systems. Should we get into that now or do you want to finish your list first? I, we can get into that now, it's fine. Okay, okay, so I too, I like D20 system. It's very, um, what's that word? It's easy to pick up, intuitive. Mm -hmm. um, it's pretty intuitive. Uh, this, the math is very simple, like you add things or minus things to the number you get, and you're trying to get above a certain number. You know, like it's just whether to succeed or fail or hit or miss, right? Like it's just nice and, and simple. and. 20 is just a good range of numbers. It's not so small that, like, luck is minimized, and it's not so big that, like, nothing matters. Or, like, you know, like, everything is crazy off the charts, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, like, uh, you know, if, if it's, like, imagine a and d and all the numbers and stuff are the same, except you roll a D100, right? Like, everything would be so crazy. Like, the scale of being able to hit or miss would be, like, so out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
It'd be uh, so drastic. The other day, I saw a post someone made like a custom D50. I don't even know how you do that. A custom D50 yeah, for like, a game that they were making. And I'm like, what? That's pretty, that's pretty cool. Um, but as as good and nice and solid as D20s are, uh, that system is. It. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It means that like. Okay. So you know the Genesis system, the Star Wars system. That's a system that uses all different kinds of sides of dice to resolve problems, and instead of numbers, it uses symbols, like success symbols and failure symbols. And then also all these extra symbols called advantages that are positive and threats that are negative. And every time you make a check or an attack or whatever, you can spend these extra things regardless of success or failure to do extra things like critical hit or activate weapon qualities or uh, give the next person a bonus or uh, fall prone or, you know, trip over or whatever it is, or your gun jam, stuff like that. And it adds this, like, extra two dimensions to every roll and makes things much more, like, customizable and gives everything a lot more choices. And I really, really like that about that system because in D&D weapons you know kind of have some like basic traits and then just like deal damage right but in that game like weapons deal damage they can also have the capability of setting people on fire or exploding or stunning people or like all this kind of stuff and they all have uh, they can all be they can all be damaged or destroyed and all that kind of stuff which I really like and it makes combat much more fun in my opinion so I, what I think you're trying to say is that by having these other symbols, it gives an opportunity for actions and weapons to do more than just deal damage. It doesn't have to yeah. have this own spe specific uh, resource pool that it pulls from to do these things. It's built into the dice roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it just adds variety. That's just really nice. Yeah. But more complex, of course, but yeah, nice. I agree. I agree. I quite like that part of it. I am just a simp for D20s. I don't know. It's something about them that just makes me feel nice. Like I just woke Safe. up in yeah. a high fantasy world in a magical garden or something. Like, ah, oh, D20s. I don't know. I have no idea what that meant, but sure. <laughs> sure. I mean, I, I sleep with my D20 at night. Do you do, like... Oh, yeah, of course. Like a stuffed animal. Yeah, okay. A stuffed no, animal I, is just I, I, I use my solid metal ones, obviously. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I use my plastic ones. There's, I actually sleep on a bed of D20s. I don't know if you, I don't know, if you know this, but um, mm -hmm. it's actually just like a big Lego bucket. But instead of Legos, it's D4s. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so I get acupuncture treatment and also sleep <laughs> at the same time. Um, it's just D20s. So, uh, you know how, like, people would have, like, a race car bed when they were a kid? Yeah. Yeah, it mine's just a big D20. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> imagine nice. having a dice addiction so bad, you could, you could, like, make a bed out of your, all your D20s. <laughs> or Bailey. Okay, sorry. Anyway. Anyway, so, that was my note on, uh -huh. on a dice system. On dice, yes. Yeah, so there's two sides of that. Well, it was more just 20, but 
Nice. Nice. <laughs> we can decide that more later. Just thoughts for now. That was good. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I like that one. I like that one. <laughs> All right. I think we can both agree that we like classes. We don't need a classless system. I mean, well, uh, I'm down I mean, okay. for it. I mean, like, I like classes. That is another thing to discuss, is character creation as a whole. Mm -hmm. Like, do you go with a classic race-class combination kind of deal? You know, depending on the setting, it could be, like, species and, you know, calling or whatever. But, yeah, I don't really care. But, like, there's always that kind of combo, you know what I mean? Or, like, I mean, there's there's definitely other stuff as well. And that's also something to be talked about. Dang, guy, guys, there's only one of you. There's RPGs, there's so much of them. Okay. There's so much. There's, there's a lot of there's jump so into. much. Yeah, okay, so character creation. Character creation. Right. I like the typical, you know, like, background ancestry slash race or whatever, what have you, career. I think it's pretty cool. I also have no qualms with classless systems. I just think that classless systems lend itself to spending more time in character creation if you're going for if you're going for the class system with a scale of like the class ability if you're trying to fit like all the class abilities that you would get in a typical tabletop role playing game into a classless system then it means that there's so many more choices than with a classless system and more uh, choices I'm is... confused a little bit. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm saying, like, right, a classless system where you're kind of, like, building your own class, piecing things together to make your own character your own way without sticking to, like, a class, like, template or what have you. Oh, oh I, I, see, I see, I see. So more like a like a, like a perk tree, like, Skyrim yes, kind of concept yes. versus, like, D&D 5th edition, like, you choose a class. Yes. Got it. I... And which one are you saying that you like? I'm not saying, like, either. I'm saying I personally like classes. It makes things a little more orderly and helps balance things. You can balance things. It's only these people who choose this class are going to have the, this ability. So you don't have to worry about its interaction with that ability yet. Unless you and it's create, it's like, also easy to hop into because you have a defined role. Yes. Sure and we've bad. I think we've talked about this before in previous episodes about, like, your role within a party as both a player and as a character and how that can be integral to a party dynamic and to telling a story. Yeah, I agree. But I do like skill trees. Hmm. <laughs> There's two sides to everything. You know what I mean? Or 20, you know. Or 20. Or tw <laughs> so bad. Hmm. Okay, so we got... A dice system we gotta figure out. I mean, not like the d ins and outs of it, but you know, general concept. Yeah. Character creation. I realize we kind of like skip forward, we skip past like action economy. Well, that's you know that's yeah sure action economy we also have to figure out. There's uh, so like, many things you know, that go into a role playing game, and you don't really realize no, there's so many you things. jump into it. Yeah, w which is why we're not gonna detail everything. Oh yeah, you no, know what I mean. No. We're but just like, the... like talking about like preferences right now. I think this is more an episode of us just. I can't say that phrase. Uh, Theorizing what like what yeah. would be awesome, like what we want in a game. 
without, like, you know, like, if I read the back of your core rulebook, and I'm like, all those bullet points sound awesome and something I want to be a part of, but none of the bullet points are like, so, you roll a d20, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it doesn't explain the, the details of it, you know what I mean? But if, it's, but if it's, like, a really customizable, intuitive skill tree system, you know what I mean? Yeah. Alright, I, as far as customize, customizable and skill tree, class, all that sort of thing, I quite like how it's done in Pathfinder, like second edition, where you choose a class, and a class gives you access to choices. You see an access in that every so often you get to choose from this, this list of things to build onto your character. Yeah, it, if it's you're not cool. aware, Path Second Edition has like, first level you get like some, and every like once in a while you get like a core class feature, just like D and D, but then typically like, you know, typically each level instead of just getting like another class feature, it's a choice between various features that that you could be a part of, which it still fits within that class and is specific to that class, but is also, you know, allows you to make choices, and so that like two people can play rogues and end up with like. Very different characters with different play styles, um, which is even more so than like D and D's um, subclasses. Um, mm -hmm. And there's also, of course, all the like general feats that you can choose from, which are like open to everybody and are like like skill feats. So like you're better at doing certain things with specific skills. Yeah, uh, second edition is kind of <laughs> big. <laughs> um, but yeah, I agree. I think I think that's that's pretty cool. Okay. Are these kind of like the primary parts of a RPG? I mean, also there's like GMing stuff. Like how monsters work and encounter mm -hmm. building and mm -hmm. storytelling and stuff like that. Um yeah, I think we still need to as far as core things are concerned. We need to figure out how you play the game. Like, what does a turn look like? Are there turns? Is it more abstract and it's just a storytelling thing? What do you do on your turn? What do you have, like, actions? Do you have an action economy, an action system? Is yeah. What is DMing like? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, okay, I think we we can kind of jump now into like a genre, and I think that will be able to point us, because like all the system is, the system is just the the best way that we can come up with of facilitating like the kind of story you're trying to tell. Yes. Right. Fifth edition is a great system for telling a heroic, epic fantasy story. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. About a group of heroes becoming, you know, like gods becoming like really superheroes, slaying monsters, going on quests, getting treasure. Um, you know, there's a lot of like suspension of like disbelief in like how when you take a eight hour rest, all your wounds are healed, <laughs> and like it's very you know like actiony, action packed kind of deal. Whereas and you know, on the other hand, it's not exactly perfectly equipped to tell a nitty-gritty war story of a soldier and, and its and his battalion 
going against countless enemies over a long time with survival aspects and yeah, or, or like Call of Cthulhu. Call of Cthulhu, you're supposed to feel always weak and very brittle as you're unraveling this mystery of horrors that are greater than yourself. And combat is rare, and it's usually just like so you can fight things long enough to escape. Um, the more you play, the more you spiral into madness instead yeah. of like get more XP and stuff. And so like, and but that is the perfect system for telling that kind of story, you know? So what and story so like, are we no, trying to tell? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what I think we need to figure out because then that is how everything, that's what everything points to. Hmm. <clears throat> I mean, what do you like? <laughs> I like a lot of things, to be fair. Me too, I like a lot of things. Ben and Jerry's, uh, color red, blue as well. So, I I'm just I'm just looking around my room on my brand new spinny chair, oh. and uh, yeah, I got a new desk and a chair. They came in the other day, and I built them. And really Congratulations. Nice. Uh, my back is not awful now. Um, I'm just looking around my room, um, which thankfully is filled with lots of inspiration in board games and posters, um from wall to wall two things that stand out to me that i i remember that i really like uh one is i like cosmic horror a lot like alien like i love that stuff <laughs> i i love cosmic horror even though it's kind of like formulaic or whatever like i just really like you like you feeling like just so alone in space like in a spaceship and there's like aliens or like there's some kind of coup going on um or whatever it is just like a, a, a story that takes place in like a very um what's it like a very specific location like you can't get out of you know what I mean? or like the thing right just a hmm. bunch of dudes stuck in this uh you know a laboratory in this in icy tundra you can't communicate with anyone you can't go anywhere and there's a monster who's impersonating people trying to kill everybody. Um, I like that. A lot. Um, on the other hand, I love open world, which is the exact opposite. <laughs> and exploration, especially like like sci-fi. Uh, you know, I, I love I love like planets and, and, and sci-fi space travel and like all that kind of stuff. I, I love that as well. Um, and then also something that I kind of like is um, like Weird War. I have this game called Scythe. Uh, I think you know. I think you played it yes. before. But it's like alternate history. It's like World War Two, but like with mechs. World War One, maybe actually. And so there's like the Russians and the Germans and stuff, but they have like mechs and stuff. I don't know. It's it's kind of that's cool. I don't know how to explain it, but it, it's like a you know like early 1900s like war game kind of alternate history kind of deal that's also kind of interesting to me so basically everything interests you basically like. everything interests me but i mean like i don't know how many of those kind of rpgs exist you know what i mean because like i also like games like D, &D but a ton of those exist fantasy adventure games you know so i don't know if that's what we need to build 
All right. Oh, sorry. Real quick, one final thing I want to talk, point out is, um, uh, what's it called? Oh, yeah. The concept of, like, questing and adventure. Because in D&D, and I would say the majority of role-playing games, the story is driven by a quest, by some sort of journey and adventure to accomplish some sort of objective. Um, and I feel like it's har it's harder and it's much rarer to find a game that isn't about that. For example, in when me and my friend are making this post-apocalyptic RPG, we're trying to find out like what kind of stories do you tell? Because there is kind of a, a questy adventure where you can go with it. Hey, they have to travel across the country to get to the safe haven or whatever it is, right? But then there's also like the popular like post-apocalyptic concept of like running a settlement and like that's in one place you know what i mean and mm -hmm. story is driven by way different things than like you going on adventures and stuff with your friends like in D. &D. you know what i mean Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's different stakes different things that will come up conflicts yeah and I think it matters a lot in in a role playing game, like how that works. All right. So if we go with the first thing you like with the confined, horror focused, smaller scale role playing game, I think mm -hmm. that opens up avenues for other ways of telling stories other than just fetch quests and things like that, which I think are really popular in like video games that are in that genre. Yeah. Or in what genre? Oh, uh, like that sort of confined horror genre. A lot of sure, things sure, are like, sure. oh, I need to go get this, and then just the ultimate goal is to always escape. Yeah. Or, or solve to, a mystery or whatever. Yes, or to solve a mystery or to kill the thing. And so you go here, yeah. grab this thing, go back. What interesting mechanics can we use to tell a story in that setting? Right. I mean, another thing, though, is, like, you can only be confined in one place for so long. <laughs> yes. So, like, campaign play versus, like, one-shot play. You know what I mean? Because I love campaigns. I really love them. Really, like, being able to build over time on characters and their relationships and their relationships to, like, side characters and, and stuff like that. I really like campaigns. And so I think I definitely want to work that into my dream. Tabletop RPG, for sure. And I don't know how easy that is in a more of a confined, cosmic horror-y kind of deal, um, but can we figure out a way to do that, you know? I don't know. <laughs> that might just be a limitation of the genre. Of the genre, yeah. Because people don't typically last long in stories like that. <laughs> Either they no. die or the story ends. Yeah, I mean, it feels kind of like Call of Cthulhu, which I feel like those campaigns don't run very long. Because the more you play, the <laughs> more likely the character will end up dying or going insane or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so like those, that's for like one-shot play or like mini-campaigns. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. That was just an idea, though. Like, we can work that into 
whatever we're trying to build. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Some random things that I, I would like to have in an RPG. Okay. Uh, if, if genre appropriate, mass combat, um, some kind of way of like leading armies and like the tactics of that kind of like a fun mini game of like players like tactically preparing and fighting out mass combat i think is really cool um like vehicle rules if 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 once again genre appropriate like i think that's really fun um figuring out how that works um once again though it depends on like the the genre yeah Depending on whether it's what? fitting, I also would like to have things like flexible magic systems. If there is a magic system in said role-playing game, I mm. mm. want to see role-playing games that experiment with different magic systems, try out different things, what works, how can you increase the amount of player control, how... Can you increase the amount of options without getting too complicated? Questions like that, I think, would be fun to explore if we were to create a role-playing game that fits that. <laughs> yeah, we're both big fans of magic systems. You especially, I know. So, yes. I, yes. I love, yes, magic. You love yes. All right. I love yes. <laughs> yes. I don't know, man. What's, what's kind of been inspiring you lately? Hmm. Lately, I have been watching some YouTube videos, and I started playing a game called Everspace 2, which is like a space RPG, essentially. Quite fun. Quite fun. Do recommend. It's an early access, though. I quite like space. There's a lot of freedom that you have with it so many things you can do with a story that is set in a universe where space travel is possible or accessible. It opens yeah. up a lot of possibilities of what characters can do and where they can go. I am wondering if we can combine this sort of grandio grandiose vision of space and space travel with something that seems like its entire opposite with your idea of this confined horror theme. I'm wondering if there's some, some sort of... Mm, perhaps it's a very like narrow niche, narrow story niche, where we okay. could have both this vast openness of space and the confines of like a single spaceship. That the characters right. are all stuck on. Yeah, like, like we're not we're not time jumping for this for space travel. <laughs> like, we're playing out like you guys in the ship as people are, you know, you run out of resources. The gas tank is leaking. Like, you have to solve all these problems and stuff. Like, there's an alien on board. There's a traitor on board. You know what I mean? Like all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Just to inject even more ideas that we can mull over. Um. <laughs> I've had an idea for a while. I have no idea how this would work, and I don't even know if this would be good or fun. 
but like the concept of everyone plays two characters. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I've told you this before. One is a you all play high up princes, generals, rulers of nations uh, on on a on a ruling council or whatever, deciding the fate of your nation as you go to war. Um, and like making really big sweeping important decisions and your other character is just like a guy on the ground a Soldier within the ranks of the army who's being sent by these higher-ups to fight turf wars or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of um, I Don't even know if this how this would work or if this would be fun But like if it would be every other session, I have no idea But like you know like a group of council members right you all play council members in this nation who's at war and there's so, like, you're doing half, like, political intrigue like and, like, traitors. Game. Sorry? Like the Game of Thrones game. Yeah, is that how it works? I feel like we looked at it before and we thought that's how it worked, but it didn't or something. But anyway. <laughs> like, you're all kind of on a council. You don't even know if you can trust each other and stuff. And then you just cut to, like, you're all, like, members of this, like, elite platoon of, like, soldiers. And, you know, they also have their own opinions of, like, the higher-ups and, like, the council and stuff. I don't know. Would that even be cool? I don't know, but <laughs> that'd be interesting. Um, and then, um, an, an RP. I've always wanted to do an RPG. The entire system is based around political intrigue and, like, navigating the court. And, like, essentially, if it's D&D, &D, but instead of six ability skills, like, abilities representing all the different things, it's, like, six charisma things. <laughs> and, like, everything has to do with, like, the subtleties of conversation and, like, lying and, like, deception and all that kind of stuff. Mm. But that's, like, a very niche kind of RPG. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, other ideas I'm throwing out there. All right, so this is the image that I have in my mind so far, combining mm -hmm. the things we've talked about. I'm picturing some sort of story I, I have an image of like a story and I'm, I don't know if this works as a role playing game yeah the image of like a story I have is of this spaceship crew X amount of people yep. small amount yeah of people. I think I'm thinking the exact same thing you're thinking. <laughs> you know they're going through space but it's not like every planet is populated and occupied and there's something on the ship so they have to balance between going to these unknown planets and gathering resources and doing what they need to do to keep the ship up and running so they can get where they need to go and also have to deal with the fact that there's something on the ship with them whether it be a traitor or some sort of alien entity or yeah the AI is gone whack yeah that's the story that I'm imagining okay but then can we splice that I don't know, once again, this is maybe a stupid idea, but then like, and then you also all play the owners of the corporation who is who sent that team out. Dealing with like all the political and economic problems of like the different like corporations fighting each other and the different like nations. And like, so you have to figure out like, how are you gonna use this team? Do you use them to, do you send them after to assassinate the person? Or is that time better spent going to re recover this resource or whatever? And then you hop to the team actually doing the mission. I think... Is that stupid? I don't know. I think it fits a different game. I don't, it mm -hmm. depends on what we're trying to do. I don't think we can combine all of these ideas together. No, I agree, I agree. 
be fun though. So kind of the concept of just like you're the guardians of the galaxy. <laughs> you're a, you're a crew on a on a ship doing stuff, and crew that's on a not ship doing stuff. I didn't I didn't say that in like a bad way. Like I like that idea. Mm-hmm. And there are all kinds of problems that you run into because like yeah you land on planets, and there's problems on those planets like monsters and ancient you know people who have not been discovered yet that you run into. And then on the ship, it's all these different... Like, another ship is attacking you. A big... A space alien is is besieging your ship. There's problems with oxygen levels, and you're running out of food. And so it's kind of like this... Um, you know what it is, actually? It's the sci-fi version of, like, a pirate story. Hmm. Yeah. Because, like, you have to keep, like, your food in check, and your ammunition, and your cannons, and all that kind of stuff. And you're also... Getting, you know, you like landed at a trade planet, and you get hired to go off to a far planet and dig up some lost buried treasure and bring it back for your. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like it's like piracy in space. All right. So the way I'm picturing how this game would work is that instead of having a class like fighter wizard that kind of stuff you would have yeah. like a role in the ship a role on the ship yes yeah 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 to take your basic abilities and stuff that you things that fit your role and how do you operate that role and fulfill that role on the ship and outside of the ship i haven't figured that out yet but i think the classes quote unquote are the different roles yeah they need to be fulfilled on the ship Yes, 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 yes. And and then I think we do it kind of like Pathfinder, where there are still like options. You know what I mean? Within your role, because like, yeah, like the mechanic, like he can or she can become like really specialized in like being able to like repair the hull of the ship, or like be able to fix the systems, or like upgrade the ship's things, or program a really advanced AI. Like you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of things you can do with that role on the ship. Um, and then also, Pathfinder has these things called archetypes, I want to say they're called. Yes. Um, which is their way of subclass, uh, multi-classing. At certain levels, you can, like, gain some, like, core features of, like, another class. For example, I built a rogue, um, but he is, like, a really devout religious rogue, and so I also, like, took a cleric archetype. So he has minor, like, spellcasting cleric spellcasting abilities and stuff um and in the same vein you can do that with this if you have like a smaller party that you can't fulfill every role mm-hmm. you know what i mean that that people can kind of take can major in you know like captain and then like minor in pilot you know what i mean <laughs> if they need to i think that's also i think that's also uh, cool cool i really like this this is really cool um so i think a lot of the what are, what are kind of like the main like themes of this? Because in my resor- in my opinion, it's like resource management. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like always being scarce, and you know what I mean. Yeah. Like always being a threat, I think is pretty important. Um, whether it be like money or food or whatever it is. I am picturing I yeah resource management teamwork when it comes to actual like firefights 
in space. Like if everyone has a role, then in, then combat should work as the team working together to fit their keys in the appropriate locks and turn them as part of one whole team thing. So it's not just focused on the pilot and the gunner, you know? Like everyone chips in. Yeah, that no, one hundred one hundred percent. Because, like, for example, we've been playing Sea of Thieves recently, and there's no, like, defined roles in that, but, like, someone kind of always needs to be driving, someone should be shooting cannons, someone needs to be repairing the shots, someone should be, like, adjusting the sails to catch the wind correctly. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that you can do to aid for the fight other than just, like, shooting people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Someone can be, like, trying to swim over to the other ship to do something. Um, I was thinking of that in space, and I was like, huh? <laughs> Just swinging through space. <laughs> Alright guys, I'm, I'm gonna go uh, throw a fireball on them and he just jumps out into space. Okay. I want to talk about some role-playing things here. What, like, makes up, like, a character? Like, is... Are there, like, their motivation? Does everyone, like, start with a secret? Um, that kind of stuff. Hmm. Okay, I think that we go with something such as at the start of the campaign, one shot, what have you, you are given like the, like a profile, like everyone like has a profile on each other, you know, yeah. you are an assembled crew, this is this, and some basic things, but everyone also has a lie on the profile, you know? Mm-hmm. Like a secret, like you're playing two truths and a lie, but it's maybe maybe, maybe more truths, probably more people that go, more things that go into a character. <laughs> sure, I, I know what you're saying. So there is something on that character's profile that all other players know must, is not true. Or is like a twisted truth or whatever. Yeah, Because yeah. I'm mm -hmm. envisioning this game, it's it's more of like a. It lasts a couple sessions, you know. This is why I'm picturing it, where it's not like a two and a half year long thing. This is kind I, of like I can a, see it. I can see it being like that. I mean, you know, this crew like going on adventures, kind of like a little D and D party. Doing various things. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like. There reaches a point where, like, the deeper character things are all revealed and stuff. Yeah. At that point, uh, but, like, you know, that's like D&D &D or whatever as well, you know what I mean? However, we can probably make it a part of the system in this to lean more heavily into that. I mean, if we do want to go for more of, like, a, a one-shotty mini-campaign kind of deal... You could have people get given, like, secret objectives. Like, they're supposed to sabotage the ship or, you know, stuff like that as well. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that does not work for longer campaign, I guess. So, let's decide that now. Do we want to keep it more short and contained? Or do we want it to have the opportunity to go for longer? <sighs>
I mean, can we do both? <laughs> um, I mean, we could, but this is all like a hypothetical. What is easier for us in this hypothetical to piece together into something rewarding by well, the end of well, this episode? Well, I, I think the question is more like, what would you want? Because this is our dream, Tabletop RPG. Say someone's already created this. Like, would you, Gabe, in this concept of what we've come up with so far, like, would you rather it be more one-shot mini campaigny or like would you rather i mean it can okay i think here's what here's my two cents i guess what i'm thinking right now design it mini campaign but you know obviously it can go longer okay i'm fine with that we can roll with that um also because um what i found we at least just in the two of us with our experience We've only been able to hold one campaign that lasts long. You know, like years. Most campaigns, even if they ex extend over, like, the first few sessions, will still eventually, like, fizzle out because of, you know, various things. Um, which means that it's not, like, a ton of... Even, like, with D&D, like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like only a few actually, like, last a year and more. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so this lent its hand more to that concept. You can even at least tell a completed story. Within a shorter amount of time. Within that time. Yeah. Also, if character creation is really fun, you want to create a ton of new characters all the time. You know what I mean? Because mm. I love starting a new campaign because character creation is a blast for me. And yeah, it's so... a lot of fun. There's also many options of things you can do. Yeah, I... and so like, well, hey... Yeah, after I, I a couple campaigns, shorter. yeah, 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 and like after a couple campaigns, you're like, you're able to try out all the different roles and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which can be fun rather than like being stuck with a paladin. Like, well, I guess you can multi-class, but you're basically stuck with a paladin for the next year and a half. You know what I mean? <laughs> and if you don't like the paladin, that's rough. You know what I mean? Um, and a shorter thing, like, okay, I play the captain for like eight or so sessions, and it was fun, but you know, not my thing, like, then you're not stuck with it, mm -hmm. you know? And it's not like you have to be like, GM, I kind of want you to come off my character, or, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Alright, so the way I'm envisioning character creation is you select a role, and then you select, as you're saying, like a minor, and that minor can either be to further establish your niche in that role, or to take over some of the mm, mm, responsibilities mm, mm, mm. of a different role, you know? That's that's good. I like that. I like that. I like that. Like, and you then be I, like an uh, yeah. ace pilot, and you're like further establishing your niche as this ace fighter that's really good at maneuvering through the battlefield and putting yourself in the right position to be able to attack as well as to be able to defend yourself. Or you could be a pilot that also focuses in mechanics. You know, you spent yeah, yeah. time piloting. You've also spent time repairing your ship along the way, so you have expertise in both. One thing I think, though, is character advancement now is different when we have to figure that out. Because if it's like a mini campaign, like, there's not 20 levels, <laughs> you know? Um, so how would that work? I mean, is there, like, minor character advancement during play, or is there, like, during character creation? It's very customizable so that you can play a mechanic three times and be a different kind of mechanic and feel pretty different every single time. Um... Which kind of replaces the concept of advancement. Hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I just feel like advancement doesn't feel right. 
or make a lot of sense. Yeah. So maybe the advancement and differences all come in a different way, in a different form, such as equipment and uh, upgrades to the ship, upgrades to your own equipment yeah, that you have I on you, things like that. That's what. That's how you get advancement within your contained campaign. Yeah, that that is the other thing that I think many campaigns can be kind of a bummer about is like the concept of really getting your ship awesome just won't happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of sad. Because I feel like that's like a important part. Okay. Huh. Okay, just forgetting the optional longer form campaign rules that we could that that could be possible, right? If we're leaning heavily into this more like one shot five or like five to ten session uh, story kind of deal, I think the first choice is like choosing like the kind of adventure you're going on, and that also like dictates you like your ship. Yeah. Because, like, if you're, like, going to go to a mining... If you're trying to collect resources, like, you're going to take a big mining ship. Or, like, a different adventure will take, like, a cargo ship. Or, like, a starfighter. You know what I mean? Like... Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I think we also... Because the world... You, you know, we also have to build a world for this. And so, like, also choosing, like, what faction you're from. Maybe that's your race. Uh, the pseudo-race or whatever. Um, I do think there should be more options than just your role and your minor role. Um, when it comes to, like, maybe it's a background or a species or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I personally, I'm not a big fan of humanoid aliens. I I like humans. And then aliens are terrifying creatures that want to kill us. Like, you know, I'm not a super big fan of, like, in Star Wars, how there's, like, Twi'leks and all these other kind of humanoid things running around. It's fine. But I just like humans. <laughs> I feel like I've talked about this before. Um, You've definitely talked about like, how you like humans. I yes. love, I love, I love humans. Even in fantasy stories, like fantasy races, eh. When it's majority human, I like it. Humans are interesting to me. <laughs> well, it's good but because species... we happen to live amongst a lot of humans. Yeah, but species could also be really fun because, like, you could choose like a forearm species, or you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. An aquatic one, which is which is also kind of fun. That can lend its hand to di solving different kinds of problems. Hmm. Yeah, I if we're telling a, a story set in some sort of space system, some sort of galaxy where space travel is possible, I think you kind of have to. I know you don't you don't have to include like other races star star trek dude oh no i guess i forgot star trek has the point of your guys never mind star trek is a lot of things yeah i forgot it has the point of your oh guys. Like, i mean there are like other humanoids but like they're yeah. enemies what are they called vulcans yeah whatever never mind that there's sure and yeah i'm not i'm not pissed about that species are, are cool that's fine as long as they're like not dumb though <laughs> of course they're not dumb. like so i think we should have a teletubby 
like Starfinder, dude, has this like rat race. It's the dumbest thing in the Have world. The <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry if like you play Starfinder and you like that race. Like that's cool. They have like they're like chibis. They have big heads, and they're rats, and it's so weird. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> like as long as there's nothing like dumb. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, cause most of like Starfinder species, you're like that's sick, like that's badass. There's like these like elven dudes, and there's like these like reptilian kind of Trandoshan ones. And most of them, you're like, that's awesome. And then you get to the, the rat, rat one, and you're like, why? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we decided that there's multiple species, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, all right, yep. all right, all right. So species and role. And mm. then your your minor role. Yeah. Your sub role. And then role. I, I, I think in... Um, in longer extended campaign play, like just at certain milestones, you can just choose a new minor role. But I feel like there isn't like levels or progression in this game. Yeah, I agree. Like you, you choose mechanic, you choose from the perks. That's your mechanic for the game, and like you, and then like you can minor in maybe like a technician or like a pilot, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's it for the game. Past that is like, you know, equipment you pick up along the way. Or something like that. There's no like abilities. Yeah, it's it, it, it's yeah, it's very it's very minor. Yeah. In that regard. Yeah. Well, we okay. Don't have to be minors. Nice. Okay. Let's talk. Uh, and I'm okay if we go a little over an hour for this one because like, <laughs> this is a big topic. <laughs> um, that's cool. Can we kind of talk blanket system when it comes to some dice and also like how do ability scores and skills like the equivalent of that work? Hit points, that deal. How how how? Because that also ties into the dice system. Like, how do we want to go about that? All right. Mm, I think it's fine to have a normal array of characteristics, and then I don't think we need to get too complicated or different with how skills work. You know? Sure. I, I just don't know if, 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 like, you know, like, kind of a pseudo, like, D&D &D list of skills works super well in this, just because, like, that's what the roles are already for. Mm-hmm. In a way. Yeah, is there, like, a different way we can do that? Because otherwise, that just feels kind of weird. Hmm. We could also oh, oh, so go ahead. Have your essentially your quote unquote like attributes or characteristics or whatever decided by your uh, class, your species, or species. Yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> then your career gives you bonus to you know, an applicable score or what have you for that role. Mm-hmm. And we come back to how does, like, is, here's, what's here's, the dice system? Yeah. Here's an idea, okay? Uh, let's say the dice system is a bit uh, simplified in this instance, okay? Let's say you have six ability scores, okay? 
And everyone has their array, and everyone has their strength and weaknesses, and you don't have skills, though. So, like, any kind... Let's just... We'll use the D&D yeah. ones for now, as an example. If any kind of dexterity-related thing, acrobatics, stealth, sleight of hand, you just roll a dexterity check. You know what I mean? Like, it's not specific to a skill. And then, during character creation, you kind of have, like, back... Like, your background... How do I explain this? Like... You have a list of, like, backgrounds, I guess. And, like, if that applies... Um, there's this game that I kickstarted called uh, Broken Compass, which is kind of like a Tomb Raider Uncharted, like, that kind of adventure-themed RPG. And so, like, it has those kinds of, like, like descriptors about your character and about their experiences. And, like, if it's applicable to a role, like, you get that bonus. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, like, is that also, can that, like, be tied into the profile and stuff like that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Make it a, a little looser in that sense where the player can be like, Hey, this, my character has this specialty or experience from their background that allows that, I think they should get a bonus on this and James like, sure, I guess it's applicable. Alright. So how about we have each background gives them some sort of yeah you know, experience which can factor into some roles where like oh because I have this sort of experience from my background I get this bonus to my role right mm-hmm. yeah 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 but I'll, I'll, I think it's like open yeah yeah, yeah. like I, there's I'm not like, like yeah like like yeah they're like they're suggested ones but like you come up with your own yeah 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 exactly. okay. it's not like it's like Oh, I just I get a plus one to mechanics. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay, I like that. I like that. So, in the hypothetical rulebook, there's like, here are some, you know, base backgrounds. Feel free to create your own. Blah blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but but I'm saying like, yeah, can can we also tie that into the the like the personality side of character creation? Which is like, the, I, li- I li- really like the concept of the profile, by the way, um, because like then everyone can kind of see like a list of like their past missions, or you know what I mean, like, yeah. and that can provide them with some of these bonuses. But then also, you know, some are a lie, or however we're gonna figure that out. <laughs> um, also, uh, idea. Mm-hmm. Don't know if this works, but uh, for the characteristics, right? The common way to go is they are representations of actual... The range of your capabilities in your physical strengths, your mental prowess, your intellectual capability, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But the other option, I think, which is used much less, is like... The characteristics are abstract representations of, like, themes in a sense. Let me give you an example, because okay. that's a bad description. Um, so, like, in... I've been, like, just fiddling with, like, a Norse Mad Max RPG on the side. But for that, the characteristics are um, fire, iron, blood, shadow, and spirit. Mm. And so fire is just a representation of, like, your uh, your bravery, your emotion, 
your ferocity. Iron is like your, um, your endurance and your patience and, like, you know what I mean? It's not like iron is constitution, like, it's also, like, a representation of, like, the mental, your mental iron, right? And, like, shadow is, like, deception and within, you know, things like that. So, Without like being, iron like, sword. an actual... Sorry? So, like, iron sword. Kind of... But, uh, yeah, yes. I also, though, feel like Iron Sworn is also kind of like, like Iron is your strength and Constitution Edge is your dexterity. But sure, like that. Yeah, I mean, like, it, with that system, it kind of is like that. Like, sure, this means like. This is what you roll for those strength kind of things, but it, it also is this. Right, know? right, right. So, for example, in um, within like your social skills, like you use fire to intimidate, shadow to deceive, spirit to guide, iron to reason, blood to charm, um, and then in the information-based skills, fire is your survival, shadow is your cunning, spirit is your judgment, iron is your recall, blood is your observation. So you know what I mean? Like they're all kinds of things. And like in the physical sense, fire is like your physical force. Shadow is your stealth. Spirit is your vigilance, like your mental resistance. Iron is your endurance. Blood is your finesse. You know what I mean? So like they're, mm -hmm. they fit into kind of each category. They're not just like, this is a physical skill, this is a mental skill, things like that, if that makes sense. I don't yeah. know, that's a way to go. We could definitely do that. Uh, it's a little bit harder coming up with names for a setting that is less mm. How, what am I trying to say not entirely sure how to put what I'm trying to say into words but I yeah that can yeah. work that can work uh, yeah and just in that sense like characters are just like not defined by a click I just I don't know I feel like that also makes the characters like more unique and stuff how so I don't know how it factors into uniqueness. I, I, I mean, sorry, I, I mean, like, in the sense of, like, you can make a mechanic that really varies in this sense, rather than, like, yeah, all the mechanics, I'm going to put my highest in intelligence. You know what I mean? Hmm. I think that depends on how, like, quote-unquote skill checks work and how rules yeah. work because if you can put your highest into whatever you want and still be a mechanic what do you roll to do repairs what do you roll to you right, know change this thing about the engine yeah but yeah that's what i mean like it, it's kind of maybe like your approach in a sense to things because like in the like it's social is like you're trying to accomplish some kind of you know social something but you use your fire if you're int using intimidate them. You're using your shadow if you're trying to deceive them. Or, like, your blood if you're trying to charm them. Iron if you're trying to reason with them. Like, it's your approach to the... Does that make sense? I mean, that's not... I guess that can't totally be true in every single circumstance. Um, with skills, but, like... Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. All right. How about this? How about this? What if part of character creation is choosing 
your like your singular uh, approach whether you call it like your attitude or your approach or your method or something like that that determines your would essentially be like your highest characteristic you know mm -hmm. and that is basically your highest characteristic and everything else is like on a level like playing field on like the same level do you have this one thing yeah. that you one way that you're really good at doing things in that way, you know? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, and it can okay. apply to, like, it, you can be a mechanic in some time, but some mechanics are more focused on being this, you know, logical, uh, checking boxes, yeah. this, 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 go through all the list yeah. of things. Other things like, I've got the idea, and I'm going to be assertive yeah. about it, and... More like, more like a hot-headed, jury-rigged, risk-taking yes, kind yes, of mechanic. Yes. Yes, yeah, and but they're both can be equally good as that, even though they favor different... Okay, yes. Okay, yes, 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 hear me out. A big part of character creation is also, like, I really love this profile idea, okay? So, when you, like, figure out the scores of your characteristics, right? Mm -hmm. And whether you have, like, high fire or whatever. And then, like, because then everyone writes their own profiles. So, like, you can have, like, a note, like, some, like, disobeys orders, like, acts out yeah. of emotion, or, like, is cold, and, like, you know what I mean? Like... All these like notes that the government or whatever has like made on their profile uh you know what i mean like their captain or whatever like mm -hmm. I, I think that's really fun and then and that also definitely like reflects their their ability their ability scores right or whatever they're called yeah okay this is good this is <laughs> this is good this is really good <laughs> yeah I really, um, I really like this idea like the, the profile idea i think it's fun interesting and is a good way of introducing yourself to the party, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's... That's... It's a lot of fun. Um, okay. Dice. Dice. Hit me with your dice, with what your thoughts on dice. Hit me with your best shot. Hit uh, me with your best shot! Doo -doo, that wasn't was an invitation. Alright. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I... I don't know. Can I, I hit you with my, my sure? Sure, go for it. Go for it. Fire away. In the in the theme of things are like resources are scarce, mm -hmm. things are going wrong. I do think kind some kind of advantage threat system is works for that. You know, it's like, yeah, you were able to successfully hit the attacking alien with your laser gun, but the laser passed through its shoulder and hit the glass behind it. You know what I mean? And now water is seeping in. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. that kind of concept, I think, works well to create new side problems and, you know, all this. Like, yeah, you hit with the laser gun, but the gun jams. Now you can't use it anymore. Yeah. It's a ton of minor storytelling and problem solving that gets done. Um, but we also have to figure out uh, the opposite of that. Is what if they roll things and they get extra good things? What can the players do with that? 
Right, yeah, I mean, and then we, yeah, I mean, good stuff as well. <laughs> you know, you critical hit them if it's an attack, or not only do you convince them to, you know, allow, what, like, allow them to pass through their territory, they're also like, why don't you take these horses with you? Or, you know, whatever it is, right? Um, I mean, obviously, things going wrong is more fun, but <laughs> yes, things going right we can also uh, do as well, obviously. Um, status effects are for both of those, you know, good and bad, whether you're inflicting them or getting inflicted by them. Um, other concept for a dice system, uh, a push your luck, I think could also work kind of well in this uh, concept, because it's like, do you keep going mm -hmm. and see if you can get an even better success at the risk of a devastating failure. Do you like, remember that heist RPG we were trying to put together once? Kind of. I had some sort of idea for a push-your-luck system. I don't remember what it was. I it was bad. I remember it was dragged out the game. Oh, this is a while ago. Sorry. Yeah. It was like a... I remember... Uh, no, I remember it was, it was like a fun push your luck system. Like, yeah, because, you know, it's like... We're, we're, on, we're doing ship battle, and, like, we gotta retreat. Like, we can try to push the ship past its limits to okay, okay, zoom okay. out of here. It, but what the engine if, might blow. Yeah. You know, we go with something like a D10 system. Okay? okay. Maybe a D10 seems small. I don't know. Sort of system. Sure, what a, it and does, doesn't you know, really matter. Like but... your target number. You don't have like a ton of different things that are adding onto your roll. Like it's some way of choosing to roll more dice at the cost of increasing the target number well I think that's like canceling itself out it's maybe like rolling more dice but if you do roll a one something bad happens but normally rolling a one doesn't do anything you know what I mean no my head my head phone's gotten unplugged <laughs> okay, like... Did you hear anything you can... that I said? Yes, I heard what you said, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Good, 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 good. I, I, I was saying that, like, it, rolling more dice but increasing the difficulty is kind of canceling itself out. But, like... No, no, maybe rolling like... dice increasing the difficulty and having, like, each time you like, get to that number, you know, it's like an extra, like, hit or whatever. What have you. Yeah, what I was going to say was, like, rolling more dice, but if you roll a 1, bad thing happens. But, like, normally if you roll a 1, nothing happens. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Where there's, like, that kind of chance, but you have a higher chance of succeeding, but also now there's a chance of bad thing happening or something like that. Hmm. And that also kind of works into the uh, advantage threat kind of deal, maybe? I was thinking, like... I don't we, we don't have to develop a full-on dice <laughs> right now, but just, like, the, the concept of it. The concept of it. Yeah. Yeah. What if the characteristics determine how many dice... Like, the max amount of dice you can roll... For a check of that type, you know? Sure. And what I had in mind was... Say the target number is... You know, six. 
and you've got like sure. a three in this attribute, so you can roll up to three dice. And if you get one success, then you succeed. But each addis additional roll, whether it is positive or negative, changes not the outcome, but like a side thing that happens. Does that make sense? So kind if you of, get yeah, I kind of I kind of see what you're saying. You, you roll three dice, and you succeed. You get at least one seven, but the other two fail. So it's like you get two, you know, disadvantage or two drawback. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, this doesn't need to be a fully fleshed dice system. Yeah, sure. Good for now. We have the we have the concept down of kind of what we want to happen. Um, sure. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Uh, anything special, like, equipment-wise you want to talk about? Or, like, ship customization, maybe, during character creation? That can make some things unique and stuff. Yeah, I'd love to have it where choosing your ship is more... Part of character creation, where it's not just... Yeah. For stylistic reasons. I definitely agree. Yeah. We can choose one to fit the situation, and mm -hmm. they operate differently, perhaps. Mm -hmm. There's mm -hmm. a lot of mm -hmm. unanswered questions of how exactly that would work. How would these ships operate differently than just like making the same sort of check kind of thing? Perhaps it's some sort of minigame. I don't know. But I like the idea no, that yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Choosing a different ship matters. It's not just for looks. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like how many engines it has, and like all that kind of stuff. Because I feel like a lot of stuff happens in the ship as well. And so like the kinds of rooms it has and the layout of those rooms and stuff like matters during an exciting scene, so you can like use one of your, like, your movement or whatever during your turn to move to a different room, right? Um, like, if you're the mechanic, you gotta get to the engine room to fix the thing, and then maybe your ship, because the ship you chose, you have, like, a laboratory where you're researching the things that you just took from the planet. You know what I mean? Like, there's all these different things going on. Mm -hmm. And, like, your, your ship should, like, help define, like, that layout, I think is a lot of fun. Also, it helps define what resources and the amount of resources that you are going to need to keep the ship running. <laughs> where a ship with more engines with better I shouldn't say horsepower that's probably not a thing <laughs> Cthulhu power Cthulhu <laughs> power it might be like faster or be able to carry more but it requires more fuel and more maintenance perhaps yeah 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 <laughs> Yes. Yes. I agree. Cool. Sounds good. Um, Equipment-wise, I want to create a, quite a lot of unique items just because, once again, I want every time you play to feel different. I don't want weapons to feel really, like, repeatable and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but that's... Like, we don't have to dive into that. No. I just think that's important. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Have your own um, equipment. Okay, I think we should end on... I mean, do you want to talk about, like, action economy at all? I don't know if that's super important. 
but like I think that I mean I don't think I mean to get too fancy with it with like a reaction system I don't think we necessarily need that perhaps just like an action maneuver kind of sure, deal, whatever. you know. Yeah, pretty action basic. Action. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Panther Second Edition's three action system is really glorious. <laughs> it is. Um, but and I think if you can get that to work, RPG, I don't think. Yeah, but I think if we could get that to work like that, beautiful. <laughs> I love that. It's so nice. Um, okay, I think we should end on the personality kind of part kind of figure out the rest of like what this kind of profile is mm -hmm. how it works i like like that the first session is just character creation and sh choosing ship and spending your budget on the fuel and the weapon you know i mean like that i think that's a lot of fun mm -hmm. but uh, aside from the mechanical sides of a character sheet what is the uh the juicy role play bits that we can mechanically fit into this the into the game you know kind of like how D&D has uh, bonds and flaws and stuff but mm -hmm. probably more in depth than that and better <laughs> and important i'll say yeah so we have the profile written as if it's from the perspective of a commanding officer superior what have you so there's going to be observations about the character you can have plenty of fun with jokes and things that you write in to describe your character as someone else past like past experiences yeah. like battles they fought in or like missions they've done stuff like that mm -hmm. and that helps make it easier to understand to believe the the you know x amount of truths in one lie yeah so Where yeah, for for, this for is that like an observation system. of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 I, I, yeah. So I think we could do something like that. Um, what about kind of like more secret stuff, like motivate your character's motivation, or um, maybe there's like a whole table for rolling for like everyone secretly rolls for some kind of thing that drives them or thing that they want. Maybe. Um, also, can we do like a there is one of the characters your player is friends with and likes and another character you hate or whatever to like just immediately get like a a role a fun role-playing kind of scenario just going straight off the bat mm -hmm. i feel like i've seen that in a game before but i can't say what um yeah we could have some sort of thing where at some point people there's like a randomly chosen relationship like, like you could roll to see okay what is my re character's relationship with your character if you don't want yeah. to choose it you can like randomize it and roll it to get things rolling you know get things going mm -hmm. and like one positive relationship one negative relationship or something yeah 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 I could once again throw off the bat I just feel like that throws in immediate like role play like things that are established which I like yes um, because it's a shorter way of playing 
in like D&D, like you, the party meets for the first time, and over time you guys learn what you like about each other and what you hate about each other, right? But you don't have that time. So just tossing that in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This, <laughs> this is, I kind of want to play this game now. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, kind of reviewing big picture stuff, like what are you doing? You are going on expeditions. You're delivering things as a crew, working together as a crew through fights, through on-world and off-world encounters, mm -hmm. fulfilling your role in a ship as the pilot, the engineer, the gunner, the medic, the this, the that. To keep everything running, you're managing resources, picking up resources from planets along your journey, from trading posts, from this and that, having all sorts of different encounters, using your abstract abilities to find answers to the solution, risking more to get more, and hopefully surviving to... Yeah, tell, tell the chance to get it on your profile. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I also do like the concept that you can bring back characters, and now they have a new thing on their profile. Um, that's also kind of fun. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, stakes, I would say, is a pillar of what this game kind of sounds like. So, your you like, your expedition or your journey, whatever it is, has a time limit. Uh, you know what I mean? You have to do this in four days. You know, like, 1917, you have to deliver the message to the army before they suicide and... You know what I mean? In the 24 hours. Like, there's a... Some kind of stakes in, in time limit or what's going on. There's always uh, stakes in... On your ship. Are you going to run out of resources? Can you... Like, I always... Okay, also, like, that ties in basically to, like, decisions. I always want there to be hard decisions. Like, if you stop on this world to get the things you need to repair your shields... It will make it so you can fare better in your next space battle, but will chop off, like, three hours of your journey. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Of your time crunch. Like, all those kind of choices. Do I go and repair the engines, or do I try my hand at finishing off the last few enemies? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I like that, especially in the, you know, whole party scale of... Do we stop here, get resources repairs this takes time off of our yeah. journey which means we need yeah. to get through the obstacles that are coming towards us at a greater speed it prompts discussion and stuff like that which is always good to have yeah uh, final thing any notes on like this world that Oof, you think, uh, goodness you talk about there's so many ways we could go with this we haven't talked about world building whatsoever yeah it's all. It's almost. This podcast is almost ninety minutes, so I do want to cut it off soon. But because, <laughs> like, I think one way to go is to be like a, a kind of a, a bountiful, uh, you know, really civilized, populated kind of civilization. Yeah, there's like uncivilized planets and stuff that you, they might travel to and stuff. That's an idea, or like more of like apocalyptic, like kind of fight for survival. It's very cutthroat. Uh, everyone is low on resources kind of deal uh there's like government run there's like 
um, run by corporations and factions. Yeah. I ways to go with this. am thinking that this is set in a time period where to, re to give like an example uh, it's like the wild west of the space frontier yeah that's what I'm thinking it's the wild west of the space frontier the lawless kind of unexplored yeah people are starting to branch out but it's not fully explored and populated yet mm -hmm. there's, there's no like overarching government or anything but there's like nations who are have some conflicts maybe and there's like corporations who have their own ulterior motives and stuff like that mm -hmm. and you're the you know like you're like the writers with the mail you know the railway system isn't set up yet. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that just lends itself also to, like, just a ton of different kinds of stories. Yeah. Which are really good, because, like, they can be, like, a pretty urban kind of deal um, in, like, one of the more, like, civilized core planets or, like, really, you know, exploration-y, uncharted deal in, like, a frontier planet or, like, having to deliver a message or explore the... figure out the mystery of, like, why this base went silent or whatever you know what I mean yeah I think that's fun I think it's a fun setting that's good people yeah, yeah, love yeah. being able to explore things that they've never seen before so why mm -hmm. not have the characters be also in that position this is good dude this, this, is, this is good this episode turned out like way better than I thought it would <laughs> I, I, I thought it would be like a lot of us just like being silent just Huh. Huh. <laughs> but I feel like that was a pretty, like, nice... I mean, in 90 minutes, we came up with, like, a game, like, Loki. <laughs> <laughs> a decent amount of stuff. Yeah, and I would want to play the heck out of this. And I think I think we should make this, like, a series. Like, I'd love to do this more. Whether it's wanna, yeah. detailing yeah. this specific game more... Or coming up with mm -hmm. more ideas and trying to do what we did this episode. Okay, okay. Here, Here's my suggestion. Mm -hmm. I think we bang out a couple more of these, like, conceptual ones. Mm -hmm. Maybe we get a randomized prompt or whatever. Yeah. You know, we can yeah. figure out fun ways to do it. And then after we do a couple, maybe we can vote on one or choose one that we really want to dive into yeah that sounds really fun to me yeah that's okay that's and then get some guests on for different things yeah. and you know talk about gets other people's opinions and stuff as well um that is really cool okay so then i guess the final thing for this is what's the name of this game before we go to closing game we got to find out the name of this game <laughs> um yeah Okay, what what does the name need to evoke? I think it needs to evoke the feeling that we were, that we were just talking about of this space frontier is starting to be explored. Yeah, fr but not frontier fully sounds like the right word. That mm -hmm. feels like it's going to fit somewhere in the title for sure. And we can't use Final Frontier, obviously. 
Sadly. No. It's a good name. Al's, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, do we want to evoke, like, the kind of, like, teamwork part of it? Like, uh, the fact that it's sci-fi? Yes? Like, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I don't know what name, what word would bring that out, though. Okay, we're, we're gonna, we gotta come up with this for, in like 60 seconds, so this doesn't have to be amazing. Okay. But it has to be, it has to be good enough mm -hmm. <laughs> that it's not lame. <laughs> mm. I mean, like, Wayfarers. I feel like that kind of evokes like a ex exploration. It's a group of people exploring and discovering things. Um, you could also go with like more of like a like a sentence kind of deal, like at the frontier or something. Mm -hmm. Or we could do like a play on like the Wild West, but space. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's. A, I was trying. I was trying to think of like a, a pun or something you could do with mm -hmm. that. But I don't know. Dead space. Ah, oh, crap. That's already a thing. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh. Oh, we just call it um, uh, passengers at the edge of the empire. Mm, I think is a perfect. Good... <laughs> <laughs> Our listeners have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> um, but, like, could, yeah, could you do, like, Wayfarers at the Edge of the Frontier or something like that, you know what I mean? Kind of like a subtitle deal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are we thinking too hard on this? This is, this we're is thinking way too hard on this. Yeah, let's go with that. Wayfarers at the Edge of the Frontier. Okay. Uh, or at the Frontier or at something. The frontier. At the Frontier, yeah. Edge and Frontier are kind of the same yeah, thing. Yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening. That was a experimental and fun one. Yeah. That, that turned out, like, way better than I thought it would. <laughs> I thought it would be very, like, kind of clunky and stuff, but that was cool. Yeah, And it's I hope fun. that's something that's interesting to listen to as well. And, and also, once we figure out maybe, like, if we're starting with a prompt or whatever, like, that could also be, like, more of an enticing deal, like, oh, I want to listen to this one where they try to make a, you know, like, a, a cowboy RPG or whatever, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but I think I would say that was a pretty good first run. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so if you want to see more of this, obviously let us know, please. We want interaction. Follow <laughs> us on Instagram, at t20 underscore academy. You can message us there, comment on our posts, get into our Discord where you can message us directly and tell us what an amazing podcast we are and how much you <laughs> love listening to each one of our episodes and how we don't yeah. ramble on whatsoever. We're always concise and to the point. Yeah, and, and tell us uh, your own prompts and what kind of games you want to see or which ones you really like and you want to see us actually build and like dive deep into. Yeah, if you have like a crazy collection of ideas and themes that you think would be fun to theoretically make an RPG out of. Send them to us. That'd be fun. Yeah, be cool. that's a lot of that's that's pretty cool. 
Um, and hey guys, next week, uh, not next week, two weeks, next episode, I'm pretty sure is the class spotlight on the ranger. Really? Which, I think so. Which, we love the ranger, Rebuild, you Rebuild, guys. not spotlight. Right? Oh, spotlight. I'm, excuse, excuse me. Rebo, but listen to the class spotlight on the ranger because that's one of our best episodes. <laughs> uh, and that will kind of give you an idea of how we will be approaching this rebuild. Because uh, boy, does this class need to be rebuilt. All right, look forward to that. Yeah. Until next time. Play a space mystic cowboy in the wild west. <laughs> yes, dude. Okay, wait, wait. Should that be our next game? Is a mystic game. <laughs> <laughs> That's the prompt. Take the mystic and turn that into an RPG. Low-key though, psionic themed RPG. Mm -hmm. Like not a not a bad idea. Okay guys, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.